When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It takes a lot of hard work to make it look easy. This Mother's Day, Duluth Trading Co. can help you give her something that keeps up. Whether you prefer to shop online or in-store, Duluth has a motherload of gear, goods, and gifts to keep her comfortable and capable, no matter what needs doing. With Duluth's problem-solving details and legendary durability to boot, you'll finally be mom's favorite again. Check out DuluthTrading.com for all your Mother's Day gifting needs. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Josh Whittacombe. That's Whittacombe. There we go. That's Siobhan and the boys. And I think that was Frankie, the three-year-old that's not sleeping at night. Oh, Frankie, mate. Frankie's sort of a bit of a cheeky, cheeky name, isn't it, a Frankie? Do you know what I mean? Frankies are all a little bit bit naughty. I think think the name, more naughty than a Peter. Do you remember that guy that did Fame Academy that was like the bad boy of Fame Academy and he dressed like the Strokes? Frankie Kokoza. Oh, no, no. Yeah, that's something. It wasn't Fame Academy. X Factor. X Factor. But there was a guy that did Fame Academy that was also a bad boy that I think <laughs> dated Fern Cotton at one point. Oh. But uh, Frankie Kokoza, did he get thrown out of X Factor for doing drugs? I think so, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, I mean, almost definitely. He definitely was. But we have to say allegedly for the law, don't we? I, I don't know if Frankie Kokoza's going to lawyer up. Um, <laughs> Take down Beckett and Whittacombe. <laughs> Come, Kukos, we're ready for you. Let's set, let's settle this over a beer and a bag of gear. I think maybe they should try calling him Francis and see if that helps the sleep. Yes, Francis. Francis yeah. will go to sleep and then see whether that's the problem. Bedtime Francis, down the park, Frankie. And exactly. Even it up. Um, that's good. And what are those, Josh, are there noises? Yeah. Where are you? I should deal with this. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I've discussed before, but the uh, my office Wi-Fi is not good enough to record a podcast. I mean, so, what is the point of that office if you can't record this podcast in it? Rename it. Rename the room. I don't know if you're aware of this, Rob. I'm sure. I, I'm not sure how across my um, output you are. But about six months ago, I voiced a Sky Broadband advert about how you could get uh, internet in every room of your house for Sky Broadband. And now I'm a fucking victim of my own <laughs> sales. Yeah, but your, your, your office is at an extension right at the top of the house, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's high up. Yeah. yeah. But I don't live in the fucking gherkin. Like... <laughs> You're in like a, Victor- a townhouse thing, aren't you? 
Yeah, but it's only on the second floor. Like, oh, not, right. I don't mean only, but I mean in terms of broadband. How many floors are there? Let's not go into that. Right. <laughs> no. Your little Arthur Gherkin, your little mini pickle. <laughs> All I'm saying is having that lift installed was the best money I've ever spent. <laughs> so what, what room are you in now? I'm in the kitchen. Can you hear the following sounds? Can you hear hoovering coming from the room above? No. Can you hear the, um, oh, that's good. Can you hear the dishwasher bubbling away? Yes. It sounds like football boots in a washing machine. <laughs> the loudest thing to wash, that, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh it's draining. It's draining. That is <laughs> it's unbelievable. draining. That was actually my stomach. I haven't eaten yet today. Oh, fair no, enough. Uh, no, that is draining. Um, so I did say that we should start recording. Um, we might as well say, because I said it humanises us. And I'm not going to lie, it's backfired massively, Rob, hasn't it? No, it does humanise you. Could, could you not, surely you could repurpose one of your spare room as the office and the office is a spare room because I assume no, the they're spare on the same floor. Oh, no. I mean, where's the router? Where's the router? Um, just behind the TV at the front window. I mean, I don't want to give, I don't want to give too much away to burglars, mate. <laughs> the worst place for a router, that is. Wait, where are you keeping your, where are you keeping your jewellery? Um, <laughs> <laughs> In the pillowcase, terrible night's sleep, it's safe. <laughs> You need your router in the middle of the house on the top of the house. Mine's in the loft. Deal You've with got it. your router in the loft? I've got a router in the loft and a booster in the front room. That's how I live in my life. Oh, right. You um, need a booster. Just a booster on the second floor. You'd be flying. If you knew how much money I've spent on boosters in the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> What's your booster sell? If boosters were tax deductible, I wouldn't have given anything to HMRT <laughs> in the last three years. Uh, do you know the amount of people that said, have you tried a booster? Like, like I'm going to get a uh, What? What? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. It's like talking about Hancock about track and trace. <laughs> have you tried Excel or Page? Have you tried Pages? It's the Apple one. Um, <laughs> so um, we thought we'd do, because we do often do emails, and we thank you for all the emails. They're all so brilliant. But we also get loads of comments on our Instagram, don't we, Rob? Yeah, and, our, and DMs. You've slid into our DMs, so we can do a little Instagram special of correspondence can i ask a question i don't want to appear like an old man i mean josh come on it's your vibe isn't it that's your thing <laughs> i'm leaning into it i'll be honest with you so you know on instagram can anyone oh, sorry just the way you're saying it, it sounds so old you know on instagram <laughs> How do i get my photos up there i know um <laughs> could anyone send you a dm i.e yeah. have i got two hundred and fifty thousand followers all of which have never wanted to DM me, or somehow the DMs blocked. Not that I want the DMs, but do you know what I mean? You can limit it so people can re- can't reply to your stories, yeah. And stuff. I don't understand it, but I think anyone. So I can message Boris Johnson now. Could so you? you go to like Boris Johnson's page and just message? You can just. And would would he not? He obviously he's not running his Instagram account. But were I to say I'm going to message? Yeah, I've just messaged him. I just messaged him. Hey, Han. Well, we'll see if he gets back to you. Imagine if he does. Not too bad. Busy week. Hope you will. <laughs> um. So, so if someone, so, so if you can just DM anyone on Instagram. Yeah. Wow. But, but basically, uh, it all comes through, and I think basically you can DM anyone, and then you can accept, you can like accept it or not re- accept it because you have requests and stuff. Right. So, but it's very difficult to manage. But we've managed to get it all down on a. So we've got everyone's DMs, and you're going to run us through some. Yeah, I've got I've got loads of really good ones here. Well, <laughs> apologies if some of these are going back a few weeks with different things, but it's because we got it all at once. But I've got a great story about the IVF 
sperm uh, sort of uh, deposit situation. How old are these DMs going to be? Is there going to be stuff like two weeks into lockdown? I'm quite hopeful it's going to be over soon, guys. Yeah, there's one here. Guys, can you change your name? I think lockdown's pretty much over mid-August. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. We've got um, Claire Fleming has said, um, hi, just catch up with the podcast. I apologise if it's a little late. Don't worry. This is perfect for us. We've only just got round to them. Anyway, I've just listened to the IVF wank stories. <laughs> what kind of podcast are we making, Josh? The <laughs> IVF wank stories. Um, anyway, I thought, you let, I, I thought I'd let you know my own version. This is from Claire. I don't think that... I don't think the females have to deposit, do they? I didn't know that was a part of IVF. I thought it was more the man. Oh, her husband. My husband and I have been trying for a second baby for two years with no luck, so we were referred for tests. Obviously, one of these required my husband to jizz in a cup. I love this, ter- Claire. Beautiful terminology. Uh, anyway, obviously, one of these required my husband to jizz in a cup, but it had to be a fresh sample. Yeah, of course. You can't bring, like, two weeks. I've got one from two weeks ago, actually, if you want it. If you... Yeah. Uh... I've got a sock from 1997. Does that still work? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so it has to be a fresh sample. Um, anyway, as we lived 20 minutes away, it was clear we was going to have to do it just before we left the house. So he did it at home to take in. He went upstairs to do the deed whilst I was downstairs with our daughter. Apparently nerves set in and... What was meant to be a quick job that only took a few minutes was taking slightly longer. Anyway, long story short... Oh, my... Sky broadband that won't stretch around the house. <laughs> exactly, he's up there on 4G. <laughs> anyway, long story short, my husband completed the task at the exact same second as his mum, who was coming to babysit, turned up and shouted, Hello! Loudly <laughs> through the house. So what was already a stressful journey to the hospital with his sample was tainted by... <laughs> By my husband, who couldn't speak because he was so traumatised at the fact that he had come to the sound of his mum's voice. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello. There it is. (laughs) Oh, my word. Imagine that. At that moment, your mum saying hello. I don't think you can use that because that child, you're going to bring up a child that's got trauma. Yeah. Built into them in their DNA. Oh, yeah, dear. Imagine that. Would it have an effect that early on the DNA? The, the shame. Yeah, the child would have like weird sex things where they'd have to hear their mum saying hello. That'd be what oh, it would be. Oh, God. Yeah. Hello. Ooh, oh, God. And again. In 18 years, a child would go, Why well, have I got this weird thing? And they'd go, Oh, we, we need to tell you about how you're conceived. Well, yeah, listen to episode 38 of uh, Lockdown <laughs> Parenting Hell, which I think shouldn't be called that anymore, even though we're on the 17th lockdown. <laughs> It's 2034. We still can't leave our house. Uh, when are you going to change your name, lads? <laughs> um, that is, that's awful. That's awful. Uh, right, I've got another one here from Tariq84 is the uh, Insta name. Uh, hi, Robert Josh. You all right, guys? Yeah, I'm all right. Yes, thank you. You good, Josh? Cool. Oh, actually. Yeah, go on. Well, I don't know whether he actually meant it as a question. I was just, I was, I was thinking this yesterday, but like I, I kind of did my first proper day back at work yesterday. All right. What, since lockdown? Well, as in, I've been working, I mean, if you count this or if you count writing, right. I've been working from home, but like going into the studio and doing a double Like a record. proper day with people and stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and actually, you know, I'm sure you're aware of this, Rob, I'm not one of those people that's desperate to, that needs an audience all the time. I mean, he says that, talking on a laptop in his fucking kitchen on a Monday morning. <laughs> so you did, you started work again properly, and I think it really changes, I didn't realise, if I'm honest with you, how much of my kind of, even though I'm not one of those people that is like, I need the audience, man. Um, how much of your kind of self-worth and belief in yourself 
is tied into actually working and doing that work, if you know what I mean. Massively, yeah. Like, and it, not even just because we're like performers in comedy, but like just going somewhere, whether you're a like, bus driver, you work in an office, or you're a salesperson, just going somewhere to be good at something makes yeah. you feel good, does it? Whatever it is you do, it's not about not, not even about the audience. You're just sort of going, I did that job well, and you have a sense of achievement in the day. Uh, definitely, and I think there's as part of you know working from home where. Even though you, even if you're doing a similar job or the same job, you don't get that feeling that you get. No, you get from, no praise. No one goes, "Oh, well done on that," or "That was a good thing you did." Yeah, no, exactly. And you get no interaction. Yeah. And actually, I think that's like something I I didn't realize I'd missed. And I think I was feeling quite a bit down because I wasn't working. Yeah. Well, someone said that you sounded a little bit uh, down on one of the podcast episodes, but it's like that thing where you go to a meeting and with someone like a business partner or so, whoever it is, and then you leave the meeting and you go, Oh, that was good. Do you have a quick drink? Oh, well done. And, but when you just sort of close your zoom down and you just sort of text someone, was that okay? Do you know what I mean? It's oh, like mate. You, you lose that connection with people. We do those last leg from home or during the lockdown. So I was in my loft. I mean, don't talk to me about the internet implications of that. <laughs> What booster did they use? <laughs> they ran genuinely ran a lead up from the uh, from the bottom of the house to the top of the house. So you'd finish the show at eleven p.m. in your loft, and you've had this huge adrenaline rush of doing this TV show. Yeah, and then you just walk downstairs, and you're just like, it was like two minutes past eleven, and you just go downstairs, and not having that kind of interaction with people you actually work with outside yeah. of doing work with them I think is really like I know people are talking about a lot about you know there's lots more working from home and I know all the positives but I do think seeing people is really good yeah it's fun isn't it I don't people think are really underrated as, as a thing and, then, and I think that's the thing as well that's what I felt like not sort of not like um guilty or sort of like well like Lou, Lou's a teacher and sort of she's sort of like had a career break to ha- have the kids and then like be here for the kids when they're younger before they all properly go to school and it's like you lose that as a, if you're the stay-at-home parent. You lose that Literally. community of like colleagues and bosses and the clients and people that you engage with, interact with, and get a sense of achievement each day. And obviously, it is rewarding having kids, but there's no you've got no boss or no colleague that's totally. either going, "Oh, well done there," or "I'll do." You, there's no community. You're all on your. It's sort of like you're basically turning into a sole trader that has no customers apart from <laughs> one child that can't speak. <laughs> and, and and they have to be there it's not like they're going to take their business elsewhere you know what yeah. I mean there's no appraisal or system it's just you're looking at them going am I doing this alright how much am I messing them up in the future so you know and that's what's really important about like why people do coffee mornings and like NCT to try and build that little sort of network yeah, of people definitely. but yeah you're right anyway in answer to your question Tariq yeah we're alright <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, hi, Robert Josh. You're all right, guys. We've covered that. Um, on closest... Actually, age... I've got a few more thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is a, a, a message about the what, what we call the, um, the Macy Gray um, syn- oh, yeah. syndrome. Anyway, yeah. I have four kids, 16-year-old Brandon, Bella, who is eight, and twin four-year-old girls, Evie and Erica. Not that close, sure. The closeness is for the grandmother. Right, so listen to this. My brother had twin boys, Vincent and Isaac, on the 20th of June, 2017. My girls were born July the 10th, 2017. And my brother had his daughter, Amelia, 
on the 24th of August 2017, only one, no twins this time. So our mother got five grandkids in the space of two months, going Whoa. from three to eight grandkids in wow. this time. It is a nightmare to book in babysitting times due to the demand. <laughs> oh my God. That, that is, is brutal. That's so intense. How do you, how as a grandparent, could you possibly spread yourself across those kids enough so that everyone felt like they was getting enough of you? You're thinking, I've retired here. Eh? <laughs> and that's harder work than being at work. <laughs> now I'm childcare for two sets. Is it two sets of twins? Two sets of twins and a, oh. and a solo. Is that what you call them? A solo artist? Yeah. And um, yeah, so basically, it's what, and they've already had three. Because let's oh be honest, God. the novelty's worn off by the third, isn't it, grandkids? Yeah. I don't know if you've yeah, got any exactly. grand- grandparents listening, but surely by the third, the novelty's gone, isn't it? Yeah, because isn't the point about being a grandparent that you can kind of just do a bit and then you, you don't You've got so much more time to spend with these little kids. Yeah. But yeah, so eight, that's Oh, that is not. I mean, I think it must be hard to unload a pair of twins, babysitting-wise, anyway. Yes. Yeah, it's a tough ask. To say, I think when you have having two kids and asking someone to look after them a lot, I think is that tough. Well, I speak to I speak to Romesh about this. He's got three, and he they find it difficult to like get someone to have the kids overnight and stuff because it's like to give someone three children. Obviously, his mum that would be three on one. That's that's too intense. Exactly, that is tough. So yeah, because we I'd. I've got four brothers, but the eldest two are a little bit, little bit older. So there would be three of us needing like babysitters. So my mum, my mum and dad always found it hard because we weren't that close to our grandparents to like find people to have us. So, um, oh, yeah. So what, what do you do? Do you look, you and Lou find it difficult to offload? Well, two? No, we are really Is offload the wrong word. Um, re, rehome, <laughs> re... <laughs> liberate, <laughs> restructure. <laughs> well, no, we're very, very lucky because. Both of our parents are both still alive and also really hands-on and love the kids. And yeah. they're all retired. So um, we've got about 10 minutes away are uh, uh, Lou's parents and my parents about an hour away. So what we do is if we, we sort of split it. So if we did want to go away somewhere, we can drop them off at Lou's parents and then my parents will come up and take them and then have them at ours. So we, we, yeah. we're really lucky. And also the gym crash that they used to go to, they're so lovely in there, the, the, the ladies that work in there, that they do um, babysitting as well. And you know, oh, sort of nice. know that the, the kids know them and they're all like the Ofsted and ch- CRB checked at that crash. So yeah. it's quite a good setup. So we're, we're quite lucky. You actually that. haven't seen your kids in two months, have you? Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't even know what they look like anymore. <laughs> I, would, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't spot them in a the park. Is that one mine? It's blonde and annoying. Yeah, the teeth are big. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, we're quite lucky about that. What about you with babysitting and stuff? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Do you know what? Um, yeah. So it's it's totally fine, and also <laughs> it feels like it's not. No, it it's, feels well, my like parents scratched a scab. No, 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 my parents <laughs> live in heaven, so oh, they okay. can't do it. And then uh, Rose's mum will come and help out, and she's really she's more popular with my daughter than I am, which is slightly annoying. Oh yeah, um, that but, is, you know you've got you've got to put up with these things. It's a bitter but, pill to swallow, is it, for childcare that they start to love the nan and granddad more oh, than you? Mate, it's so unf- it's it's so unjust. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but what's good is because her nursery, they let the people at the nursery babysit. Oh, perfect. As long as you don't poach them. As like a full-time nanny? Yeah. There's oh, like... imagine. Oh, my God. It's like when Arsenal signed Sol Campbell. Imagine poaching. <laughs> you'd have to leave the nursery, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I tell you what, if you're going to ask someone who works at the nursery, if you were planning on poaching, 
you're going all in because if they if they say no and then report you, your <laughs> name is going to be absolute mud. Oh, mate. imagine that. there must be some stories of people that have tried to poach and been either like successful or rejected. That is a. I think if you try and poach and they say no, you then need to go into the nursery. And before they've said anything, you need to make a complaint about them so that it looks like that they are doing it a tit well, for You've just got to go all in and ruin their career, Rob. That's the only way you can deal with it. So if you did poach, could would that would your child be banned from that nursery? Or, or would they be allowed to drop them off? But like when Figo played at Barcelona, would they chuck like mobile phones and pig heads at them? <laughs> they chuck a pig's head. <laughs> I think if you poach, I don't I, I need to read <laughs> the small poach. Imagine sitting there, such a middle class thing, just sitting there with like a Malbec on a Thursday night going, <laughs> I think we should I think we should poach Sapphire. <laughs> She's wonderful with Ebony. So what you do is you meet the um you meet the nursery worker in like a dark car park at night. Yeah. Suitcase full of fifties. Suitcase full of fifties. And you say, look, mate, I can make it worth your while. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to look after one child rather than fifteen? <laughs> yeah. With a pay rise. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I should say, just for full disclosure, there's been no poaching from my Imagine side. Imagine that. Well, I would love to, and it sounds like a great job, but there is a, a, a Chinese family have come in with the Chinese Premier League money. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to China. Playing all the parents off against each other, getting your fees up. Well, that's it. As soon as China come involved, they just pay, like, with football, it was all the Chinese money, NBA, the Chinese money. Surely they'll be... I'd love to get signed up by a Chinese podcast company. That'd be exactly. great, wouldn't it? Just an absolute fortune. Anyway. Um, so that's the poaching situation at my nursery. Right. Um, I've, I've got another one from yeah. Billy Jade. Um yeah. She says, listening to your podcast on names that parents have given their kids, my whole first name is Billy Jade. To make matters worse, my mum once said she wanted a tattoo, and I came up with quite innocently eight years old to have my initials at the bottom of her back. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's fair oh, no. and understandable to say she never went through with having BJ oh. tattooed above <laughs> her ass. <laughs> I thought she. I thought she'd gone through with it unknowingly. Well, though. actually, yeah. Well, what's even more difficult is Billy Jade's surname is actually question mark. <laughs> um, right, do you want another one? Yep. Okay, so this one. If you do read this out, please keep it anonymous. I love these ones. Just listening to your podcast, you asked if any parents had regretted their baby names. Well, I personally don't have kids. I'm 42 and blissfully sans crotch fruit. What's crotch fruit? Is that like what? a? Is that balls? Sans crotch fruit. <laughs> crotch fruit does sound like balls, doesn't it? Sans, I'm 42 and blissfully sans crotch fruit. I does listen, that mean that he's had a vasectomy? I listened to your podcast to reconfirm my choices. Yeah, he must have had a vasectomy. Or he might have just had castrated, totally castrated. Totally castrated, like absolute action man smooth bump. Yeah, he's sans crotch fruit. Well, fair enough. Well, anyway. Do write in if you're also sans crotch fruit. Sans crotch fruit. What a way. What I'm a way. Google that phrase. Okay, you get an Urban Dictionary. Anyway, so... Um, it doesn't oh. come up. <laughs> so quick. That was such, so quick. Such a stiff neck bit of speed, that was. <laughs> Research the point, finished joke. Boom. Straight in and out of Wikipedia. Right, here we go. Anyway, sans crotch fruit. Anyway, a friend of mine gave her child, now a young teen, the middle name, Isis. Oh, no. Is. Oh, no. Is. I haven't spoken to them about it, but surely that's a regret. Oh, Isis. That imagine that. Lovely to meet you. I'm Rob Taliban Beckett. <laughs> but have they gone away now? I think you, you might have <laughs> They've gone away now. <laughs> they, 
have though, haven't they? I, I, I don't know if just the news has changed. They've broken up. They've broken up. Have they gone solo? <laughs> Isis. Oh, it's still, yeah, it's still going apparently. Oh, there's an Egyptian goddess called Isis. Right. You wouldn't call your child like Cuban Missile Crisis. That would still be a problem now, wouldn't it? Like Great, The Great Depression. The Great Depression. <laughs> That's what I was going through last week. Stephen the Miner Strike Smith. <laughs> Yeah, you can't, you can't, yeah. I mean, it stopped, but it still resonates with the meaning, doesn't it? I think ISIS, people always know what ISIS is. Yeah, I think, I think forever that word will have associations. Oh, there's literally a, <laughs> there's a Guardian article called, What's it like to be called ISIS? People <laughs> ask, Where's your machine gun? Oh, it's the, it's the Egyptian god of fertility. I mean, middle name's fine because it's a bit of a bad, if it was the actual name, I would just, on a hunch, just not call your daughter ISIS for a bit. Yeah, just don't use your middle name. Yeah, well, it, it, until 2014, it was a relatively popular name, particularly in the US, where it had ranked in the top 1,000 baby names for girls of 15 years. One year later, it dropped off the list completely. But then, you know, there are new new terms coming in, isn't it? Like Corona, the beer Corona. Now Corona is just coronavirus, isn't it? Like, But I still think that was around long enough to know the, of the beer. And yeah. no one's confusing the two, are they? I mean, no. I'm, not, I'm sure they're not confusing ISIS. No one's like, oh, hello, my name's ISIS. We found her! Quick! <laughs> Come on, bring Trump! She's here! So I don't, I don't think there's confusion. I don't think that's a problem, is there? No, I don't, I don't think there's any point when people are making... A, I don't think anyone's ever done a citizen's arrest. <laughs> Imagine. I've got them. No worries. <laughs> don't worry about that. I'd hold you under the terror act. No, you're not going anywhere, lady. Uh, it's strange that the, you know, this terrorist organisation seems to be run by a six-month-old who lives in Swindon. <laughs> It's always the ones you least expect, though, Rob. Exactly. It's always the ones you least expect. If you ever learn anything from Homeland, don't trust anyone. Um, exactly. I've, uh, I've got another, another message here. Yeah. This one is from Kerry. Anyway, hello. Hope you're both well. Listen to your most recent podcast. I wanted to share. I'm a midwife. So we were asking about people and how, obviously, people having children closely together and about how soon after sex. I think it was a robust vagina chat that we had, Josh, yeah. um, the sort of. Some would say ill-judged. Some would say a conversation that's been needed for years. But um, I'd say progressive. Progressive. There's a couple of white guys talking about vaginas. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. That's 2020 in a nutshell. That is 2020 in a sun's crotch fruit nut shell. (laughs) Anyway, so she can confirm. Kerry, the midwife, can confirm. I, I have absolutely walked in on people, about three different couples, mid deed following the birth of their babies what is going on with the world this is still in the hospital this is she's not this gone around their house is, a week is, later this is i'm going to say it fucking insane <laughs> who are these people who are these people and, uh, right so here we go so to... <laughs> well, does she mean on three separate occasions or was it one big kind of orgy there is... Like a sex party, though three different couples. She, this is Kerry, right? If there's any other midwives, t- I want two things from this. I'll, I'll finish off. Any other midwives that have seen this happen, right? Any other hospital staff that have seen this happen, and also, and you will not be judged, we'll keep it anonymous. If you have had sex at the hospital after you've given birth, please get in contact and let us know how, why, and when. I will not judge you, I just want to understand. Is that fair? <laughs> 
I'm not I'll, against I, this. I should add that I will judge you. I'm not against this. I, no. I Everyone's different and everyone's got different things going on. And you're not doing anything really illegal or wrong. It's just some people wouldn't choose to do that. But I just want to understand how and why, whether it was pre-planned, spur of the moment, it was a contractual obligation. I, what, what's happened here? I, one of my questions is, is it, is it the act of the birth that is the foreplay? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's or it's been so long that they haven't, they just really want to, or that they think it'll be funny, or if it's like a bit naughty and the thrill of it, it seems like something you wouldn't do. And that Rob, makes it sounds like the longer you go on with this speech, you're actually getting quite into the idea. Okay, right. Hands up. After Luke gave birth, I'd have wank in the toilet. All right? <laughs> and I've just been for years trying to, you know, make sense of this and find some of the people that find it sexy too. Okay. The worst thing about that was your mum came to visit the newborn baby, said hello, just... <laughs> did it sound visiting ours yet? <laughs> anyway, no, I did not have a wank in the toilet. But anyway, this is... Ke- Kerry said... So the three people, the three couples she found, two of the couples were in the hours that they left the labour ward, okay? So this could have been the next day or two days yeah. later. So, but... Are they being kept in? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because They're have- still... They're still in a hospital. They're in the the eye of the storm, should we say. Yeah. But one couple was... (laughs) So they were the people just before they left the ward, right? And the other was about six hours post-birth. Jeez Louise. And when I went in to see if she needed any painkillers, suffice to say, she didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Kerry said, I can't answer why people do it. I can't think of many things less sexy than birth. But there we are. So, you know, please, if if you have or if you know of anyone that has, we'll keep it anonymous. We just want to understand the motivation behind it, you know, and just, yeah. yeah. So please get in contact. That is, it's a, it's, a, it's a strange phenomenon that I would never have guessed happened. No. And you know what? I presumed that first discussion of it was based on a lie. But now, obviously, it, it turns out it is true. It is a thing. Why would Kerry lie? Three separate occasions. She's oh my god! Imagine getting caught having sex by by a nurse. Oh my god! They're probably that's what they want. These kinky bastards. Again, no judgment. No judgment. You just no judgment. No judgment. Please get in contact. Do get in contact, particularly with Rob. Yes, he really needs to resolve some issues. We need to get this worked out. Um, I've got two slightly more fun, less sexy ones we can finish on, Josh. Yeah. Um, First of all, the cow tongue. Revelation. Yeah, People yeah. are absolutely going mad for it. Um, this is just one of many messages. Hey, went to the farm with my two-year-old. She enjoyed the cow's tongue. Thank you for the tip. The pick doesn't do it justice. <laughs> and I, I, I would like to say, if you have never experienced a cow's tongue live in the flesh whilst feeding it, you've got. It's just you've got to. Kids yeah. love it, and I can't believe there's children out there that have never seen a cow's tongue. You've got to see it live. You've got to see it live. It's like Cirque du Soleil. You cannot watch Cirque du Soleil on YouTube. <laughs> you've got to be in the room. Same with a cow's tongue. I've always said it. Um, so, yeah, get yourself down to a local farm and see a cow's tongue. <laughs> that was one of the most local radio things I've ever heard in my life. We've got uh, Sandra here from Teddington, and she's popped down to a farm to see a cow's tongue. Lovely day, <laughs> autumn. Right, here's the Stranglers. <laughs> 
we're asking today. What's your favourite animal tongue? Do uh, text or email in. Banter aside, giraffes are quality, but that's more of a niche uh, cow tongue. Do you know what I mean? I've, you know, not, not a niche cow tongue, just a niche animal tongue. Get a different view as well, don't you? Because you're so far below it, you get get to see the underside of the tongue. Yes, Port Limph is a great kid's uh, day out, by the way, uh, if you want a bit of giraffe tongue. But um, you know, <laughs> that's, that's not good. Go into too much detail about this. Rob, I, I implore you to check the uh, WhatsApp group because uh, our producer Michael's just sent <laughs> an <laughs> astonishing message. I once saw a draft giving itself a blowjob on Savar. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> of course, the neck. You don't need a rib roof, do you, when you've got a neck like that? Oh my God. I mean, is this a low point? I've just typed in giraffe tongue blowjob. I'm going for it. Please what have don't. we got? Uh, oh no! I don't want this to be used as evidence when you're defending oh, no. yourself in oh, court, Rob. No, it's just gone to women and men now. Oh, someone's done anime of a giraffe sucking them off. Okay, right. Let's get back to the messages. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of apologise. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to clear history after that. That is awful. I think there's a there's a oh god, right? There's a lot going on there. Yeah. Do you think you're the only person that's ever looked at what you've just looked at on the internet and thought this actually isn't what I wanted? I wanted more giraffes involved. It's a bit too human heavy for me, this. <laughs> uh, right, anyway, let's, let's, let's do this one and we'll, we'll, we'll finish up. Um, right, here we go. Hello, I have a small story about my son, Thomas. Thomas, maybe, T-O-M-O-S. Thomas, I think I'll go for it. Anyway, many years ago, when it was time to get rid of his dummy before he started preschool, my wife had the idea of telling him that the bin monster had taken it away. The bin monster is the bin lorry. Fast forward mm. a few months, my wife was in town and my son, and while they were waiting for the bus, my son casually walked up to a binman and kicked him in the legs and said, you stole my dummy. My wife was mortified. Kind <laughs> regards, Gerald, or Gerard. That is absolutely brilliant. Excellent stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah, we've done that with dummies where the dummy fairy takes it away. So you put them all in a box at the front door and then in the next day they're gone, but they've left a little, the dummy, the, the dummy fairy's left a little present. What was it? Giraffe's tongue? It was uh, 15 dummies, actually. <laughs> it sort of didn't really work. <laughs> sort of really, really shot Just ourselves. Made them out of work. Yeah, really shot ourselves in the foot with that one, actually. Yeah, it was a dummy and a nappy to put back on. <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> Um, well, I'll tell you what, we've got loads more Instagram stuff. We maybe do another Instagram special next week. We can catch up with all the correspondence. So um, feel free to send us a, a DM. Yeah, although I'm not sure whether you'll be able to get on the Instagram because your internet is going to be limited from now on for legal reasons. Yeah, I mean, I've got, you know, oh, oh Michael's got, oh no, Michael's got a photo of the giraffe BJ. I've got a photo. Send it. Oh, can we put that on Instagram? Well, that, unless there's a nipple, I think it's all right, isn't it, on Instagram? That's the rule, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We'll find out. I mean, we, we we may or may not put up a photograph of a giraffe sucking itself off. And I'll, I'll just say, we'll, we'll let you know when it goes out. Keep posted because it may be taken down immediately and this may not be on, on podcast. Yeah, you're going to need to, uh, you're going to need to screen grab it pretty swiftly. Yeah. But if you've got, you know, if you want to get in contact, if you've got any uh, stories or funny things you want us to mention or any, you know, photographs of animals, tongues and blowjobs, let us know. This is how you can get in touch. Email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or tweet us at lockdownparents or Instagram lockdown underscore parenting. And you can also send us stuff P.O. Box 76748 London E99DW. It was an absolute pleasure today, Rob. Um, I hope that your, uh, you know, your eyes recover. 
I, I do I do look forward to finding out more on the uh the sex in hospitals yeah. and animal tongues yes, please. separately. Let us know if you've had sex straight after birth. It'll be got no judgment. We'll keep you anonymous and uh we just want to understand and not judge. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I so, would yeah. say the amount Rob's saying no judgment does imply that he is judging. No, um, not but, at all. Has anyone also before if anyone knows if I can get with me a VPN blocker um for my search history that'd be <laughs> handy. Thank you very much. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye.